like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, okay, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 104 of Electrified. I am your host, Eric Lyons. Happy Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got some big things going on this episode. This is the second episode of the week, and today is all NBA. Now, Granted, this is our first time we've had three episodes in one week. This is also the first time I have had a co-host on the show go through and run, go through the rundown with me. So this is a big deal. Uh, so, Sean, introduce yourself, man. Yeah, uh, I'm Sean Davis, uh, co-host of the Sports Headlines podcast uh, on Anchor and all your podcasting platforms. So you can watch us on uh, YouTube as well. So thank you for having me. Oh, no problem, man. No problem. Been wanting to uh, collab with someone for a long time now. So I'm happy that, you you know, you're my first one. So let's jump right into things, man. Let's not, you know, slow walk the dog on this one. We know what's going on tonight. You know, this is pretty big. This is the first, uh, you know, not I, w- I guess we could say real basketball game since the shutdown and everything back in March. Um, and tonight, um, tonight we got, to start off, we got the Jazz versus the Pelicans. Uh, these are two teams that are one team, you know, already in the playoffs, and we got the Pelicans fighting for a playoff spot. You know, this is a game that the Pelicans, need, obviously, they need to win, so. Yeah, um, I think the Jazz are going to win this one, especially if Zion doesn't play, because mm-hmm. if Zion's playing, I think the Pelicans could beat almost any team in the league, but without Zion, I think it's going to be really tough to to uh, handle that Jazz team who's really deep, even though I think they're missing Bog- uh, Bogdanovich. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I still think the Jazz are going to win, and Quinn Snyder is going to scheme something up for that team as well. Because the Jazz, I mean, I think, where are they? Fourth in the West? So um, they're, they yeah. need games, too. They're not that far out of the uh, the next. They're one and a half out of the three seeds. I mean, but granted, a Clippers or Lakers second-round matchup, I mean, does it really matter who you face? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think the Jazz will win that one. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was, I was leaning towards the Jazz as well. But like you said, Zion plays a big factor in that. And uh, but I think I'm going to roll with the Jazz. I think a young, a young Pelicans team like this, you know, they haven't been. This team hasn't been this close to you know a playoff race like this. And I don't know if they're equipped for basically what is now playoff basketball. So, you know, a Jazz team. I think I'm taking them over, I would say, like, inexperienced um, Pelicans. So, yeah, so that's that's the first game we got tonight. And then the main event, you know, that was, you know, we talking JV, but now we talking varsity. The Clippers <laughs> and the Lakers, man. Uh, uh, this is this is, this is is the matchup that everybody wanted to see, you know, in the Western Conference Final. This is the matchup that everybody wants to see, period. Uh, who do you got tonight, man? Uh, I think the Lakers are going to win. First off, Kawhi has just looked god-awful shooting the ball. Uh, Any, I don't know what you call them, preseason games. And you're going to miss Lou Will, which kind of evens out the bench. Uh, I think the Clippers have the advantage. I know the Lakers Lakers are still pretty deep. It's just the Clippers have like four, six man-of-the-year candidates. So I think that balances out the bench. And the the Lakers have the best player on the floor, uh, especially with Kawhi shooting. 
Like he doesn't know how to play. So I think the Lakers will win this one, but I don't think it really matters until mm-hmm. we get to the conference finals. No, absolutely. And I'm taking the Lakers tonight as well. And then when we get, you know, we talk, start talking about the playoffs and if we do see this matchup in the Western Conference Finals. I told a lot of people that when the Lakers signed Deion Waiters, I said there was a reason they did that. And the reason that they, I swear this is the reason the Lakers took him. I think it was back in January, whenever Deion's first game was, first and last game with the Heat this season was, when the Heat played the Clippers, Deion went ballistic that game, all right? His shooting was crazy, and his defense, he was just disrupting everything the Clippers were doing. And uh, he ended up, you know, bringing the Heat back. He didn't win the game, but they came very close. When I saw that, I said, that's playoff basketball right there. I said, that's what the Lakers need to go back and forth with this Clippers team who has, you know, the the, the Beverly's, you know, your, your Lou Will, your Heralds. You know, you need guys that are scrappy and and, and uh, can make up for an off night from Davis or – and off night from Coos, you know, and then of course, you know, the JR pickup is crazy too. So, yeah, and I, I, I think we need to uh, give Rob Palenka some credit for oh, yeah. what he's done because I, I was harsh on him very much last year. Let's give him, let's give him some credit this year. He's put the team the, the way they should have constructed it last year. Because last year, I think the idea was, or at least what I got from it was let's put playmakers around LeBron, which mm-hmm. we saw how that played out. And then now um, you gave LeBron a bunch of 3 and D shooters, and now look how it's playing out for you. Yeah. So I think I think Rob Polinka has done a great job for this Lakers roster with this Definitely. Lakers roster. Definitely. I think this, this team is much better than last year's Lakers team. I think this team has uh, – I think they can hold their own without LeBron on the court. I don't think LeBron needs to be on the court every minute of every playoff game this year. I think he can be comfortable uh, at some point, you know, get his rest and be able to be effective when it's clutch time. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, I think this team can stay in it without LeBron on the court or without AD on the court. So I think that's most important. I think that's something LeBron hasn't had in a very long time. I think I probably would say since Miami, honestly. Um, so and not, and not the later Miami, like the early, early, Miami, yes, like the way yeah. his knees fell off. Right, right, <laughs> right. Because it was it was a point where you know Miami, it was like everybody in their moms was playing for the Heat, and you know the big three was still hitting like they were hitting. You know what I mean? So definitely, definitely, the, yeah. See, a lot of people don't remember how deep that team was. Yeah, I'm trying to tell people that man, it was it was a big <laughs> difference between. You know, LeBron going to Miami and KD going to Golden State. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's completely different. Completely that's different, like, man. I, I hate that comparison. I, I can't stand. I'm like, listen, man, LeBron went down to South Beach, you know, the, the, a team that wasn't even thinking about a playoff game before that and went down there right. and built something, you know? So it's yeah. completely different. But, um, really quickly to go sidetrack about like, uh-huh. the Clippers. that's why I don't like the Clippers as much this year because when Kawhi's off the floor, Nobody else has proven that they can like handle their own in a playoff yeah. game. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it was just a couple of months, you know, just a year ago. This is the Clippers, uh, this uh, Clippers team that was going blow for blow with the uh, the Warriors. You know, this this is a team that had a big comeback against the Warriors without a real you know big star on their team. You know, Lou Will was shooting out of his mind. And, you know, you watch this team who wasn't even supposed to be in that series, you know, almost give us some hope that, wait, can they do this? 
And yeah. it's like, you know, now they're leaning on PG and Kawhi more than they should. And it's like, well, what are we going to do when they're off the court? So you definitely yeah. understand what you're saying there. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so moving on to, uh, to tomorrow night, got some Eastern Conference action. See the Celtics and the Bucks. Now, these are two teams uh, already clinched for playoffs. Uh, the, you know, the, the Bucks 53 and 12 for the number one seed, and the Celtics number three, 43 and 21. I like the Celtics team. I mm-hmm. really do. I like the Celtics team. I think a lot of people, uh, I wouldn't say sleep on them, but just disregard what they've been able to do this season and where they are, you know, in the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah, and I think that's partially to the way they performed last year. But last year is the, the Kyrie Irving problem, and I mean, that that's an issue in itself. But I think the Bucks will win that one. I don't. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose, or I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks they even make it out of the conference. If I'm being completely honest with you, mm. but um, I think I think the Bucks are going to win this one. Giannis is going to have a bunch of fun in the. It's it's, it's going to be like a, a weird rep game for Giannis. It's not going to be a real basketball game yet. I feel so. I think the Bucks are going to win that one. Okay, I think I think I want to take the Celtics. I, I think I'm going to take the Celtics just because you took the Bucks. I think I'm going to take the Celtics. Um, all right. So, like I was saying before we started, the Western Conference, the bubble teams. Here's a prime example of what we are. We got the Grizzlies and the Blazers, right? So the Grizzlies are holding on by the skin of their teeth. They're holding on for their life at 32 and 33, uh, going up against the ninth seed Trailblazers at 29 and 37. Now, we know Dane came into this whole bubble idea thinking he doesn't want to play meaningless games. Okay, Dame, you cried, and now here we are. You got eight games to try to get the eighth seed. How bad do you want it? And it starts, you know, tomorrow night when they play the Grizzlies. Yeah, I think the Blazers are going to win this one. Personally, first off, uh, Portland went healthy. They're a top five team in the West. Just look at last year. Mm-hmm. And they added Melo, who's who's had uh, a resurgence this year. So I think Portland's going to win this game. I, I just don't see uh, Memphis, they don't, the lack of talent outside of Ja and uh, Triple J. Definitely. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't see it. Yeah, I also don't think that as far as, you know, you know, with Whiteside, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to handle that. But like you said, you know, this is a very talented Blazers team. When healthy, you know, they had a lot of health problems this year. Another thing I was trying to tell, you know, people outside of the show, like, look, man, this don't, don't sleep on the Blazers. Like, just because their season went a certain way, look, this is the same team that, you know, had a good run last year. But this year, you know, injuries, injuries, you know what I mean? Injuries plagued them this year. But if they get back on track, win a couple games and sneak into the playoffs, it could definitely be a problem. So I'm definitely taking the Blazers. Um, and then after that, we got the Mavs who haven't clinched yet uh, right behind the Rockets and they're playing the Rockets. Uh, I don't know, man. I like the Mavs. I like the Mavs. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to pick the Mavs as well because I, I I desperately want, even though I think the, the Thunder will have to do some uh, stuff as well. I desperately want a Thunder Rockets playoff series. I oh, think yeah. that would be electric, especially if, if CP3 just knocks off Russ and Harden. That was, man, this man. Look, Twitter, Twitter, brother, memes, the memes, <laughs> all that good stuff. I, I I can see it. I haven't even thought about that. Now that you say that, I thought I thought no Rockets. Uh, seriously, that that yeah, that would be something. 
I'm definitely excited to see what Luca does going into the playoffs. I, I, I love Luca. He's one of my favorite players. Um, and I like, I've already liked what I've seen from him coming back. Like it's certain players, you know, that I knew coming back off of this layoff that would be fine. Like, you know, Luca, Braun, uh, you know, guys like that that I didn't think would go up and miss dunks. You know, I, I was like, I'm, I'm confident these guys will be okay after a long layoff. So yeah. definitely excited to see what Luca and the Mavs do. I'm definitely, I think I'm taking the Mavs as well. Um, and then moving into Saturday, I think the only game I was looking forward to Saturday night was the Heat and the Nuggets. Um, it was the Nuggets that has this, uh, the big monster lineup, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. <laughs> no, Sadu, I do not want to see that at all. That is terrifying. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. But I'm still going to pick the Heat uh, because the, the Nuggets, no matter how tall they are, mm-hmm. I, something about that team. I just don't. I don't. I don't feel they're ready. Mm-hmm. I said this on an episode on an episode of our podcast the other day. I don't know when they'll be ready. It's just like a gut feeling that something. Like I feel like they'll always be. They'll be the Raptors of the East from the from like the past five years. They'll have oh a great regular season, God. and then come the playoffs. I, I'm not confident that they'll be able to put it together. And so oh. I got the Heat. The Heat could. Uh, if they don't if they make it out of the east i wouldn't be surprised unlike most people you know that's what i've been saying man i've been saying this for some time now i when when jimmy decided to go miami i was looking at jimmy and i was looking at the young core and then you know they, they made the trade got myers leonard over there i'm like look this heat team they can shoot they, this is a mm-hmm. team that has a lot of shooters man like tyler hero kendrick nunn Duncan Robinson, these boys, no matter where they are on the court, they're, they're letting it go, and they're going in. And I don't know how, but they are. Um, <laughs> and then you couple that with, you know, Iggy and um, – What's my Crowder? Yeah, j- there you go, Crowder. Like, this is a Heat team that can make some noise. And they're not scared of, like, the Bucks. They're not scared of those type of teams. You know, they, they've gone and beaten them. And without a problem. So, look, man, don't sleep on the heat this year coming out the East. And also, don't sleep on the heat landing a big free agent. Uh, was that next summer? Yeah, next uh, summer. Either Oladipo or Giannis or... I, listen, listen, man. Listen, I, I keep trying to tell people, look, Pat Riley is down there in South Beach building Giannis and his family a nice beach house, <laughs> right? Okay, he is going By to be... By the Make beach, you know, preserve. lay it out. He's going to be he's going to be fine, you know, get him a nice, you know what I mean? Like, look, yeah. man, don't sleep on the heat line in a big, another big um, free agent, man, because they have the money. They yeah. have the money. Pat's learned from his mistakes with yes. D-Wade and Braun. He's going to make yep. sure he get it right this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially, you know, he and he knows, he, he saw how it can go when you have that, you know, you have that, 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 the superstars and and how easily you can go from the top of the food chain to the bottom. Is that fast? Is that yeah. fast? And, you know, the Heat have been, I wouldn't say struggling, but they've been floating around mediocrity for some time now. And I Pretty think much that since LeBron left. Since LeBron, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Since LeBron left, absolutely. You know, they've been trying to, you know, stay middle of the pack and, you know, fighting for eighth seed and just missing the playoffs, first round exits. And I think this year, is, you know, the best I've seen the Heat look since, you know, the post-LeBron era. So I'm excited, mm-hmm. especially because how young they are. I think that's what's most exciting about that, too. Yeah. 
you know, you got rookies and second-year guys, you know, looking like vets and holding their own. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see them in the playoff environment. Granted, this isn't our normal playoff environment, you know, no fans and everything, but it's still the playoffs, you know, it's still a tournament. So definitely. So I think, you know, we handled our our weekend resurgence of basketball, you know, stretched across all the major networks. Everything will be nationally televised, which is great. Um, so let's stay on the playoff chase and get into that Western bubble. Um, so we got the Grizzlies at eight, man. We got the Grizzlies at eight and we got the Blazers at nine, Pelicans at, uh, 10, the Kings at 11, the Spurs at 12 and the Suns, even the Suns have a chance at 13, but it would take for a, a, a crazy collapse, colliding, uh, you know, uh, unfortunate events for that to happen, but anything is possible. Who do you think comes out of the West with the eight seed? Um, in terms of talent, I would say Portland, but the league desperately, I've been saying this for the past two weeks, ever since the schedule came out, the league mm-hmm. desperately wants uh, the Pelicans and, and the Lakers in the first round. Yep. Adam Silver just needs to come out and say that. It's really yes. irritating me. I Look, man, I didn't want to be that guy. Okay, <laughs> I didn't want, you know, to put my tinfoil hat on. I didn't want, to, you know, but I'm looking at the schedule here. I see the Jazz, you know, okay, the Clippers, but then I see the Grizzlies, then I see the Kings, I see the Wizards, <laughs> and I see the Spurs. What, what am I supposed to do with that, Adam? What, what am I supposed to think here, man? When I see that schedule, and then I go pull up, let's see what the Blazers. The but yeah, let's go see, yeah, let's go see Portland. What's going on in Portland, man? Because I, I need to understand what exactly is going on. Because I understand now, if I go look at this schedule and it's crazy, I'm going to have a problem. Look at this. All right, you got the Grizzlies. Memphis, oh, my God. Oh, Houston, uh, the Nuggets, Clippers, the six, all playoff teams. <laughs> all playoff teams. They, they don't play anybody. Any No easy. Oh, that's terrible, man. That's terrible, man. That's awful. You got the the Blazers fighting for their lives. And, you know, the the, the, uh, the Zion Express is just floating. Through. Nah. Right, that and then you got right. the Grizzlies facing. I mean, the only easy game the Grizzlies got is the Spurs. It, their schedule is identical to Portland's for the most part. See, it's, yep, just about. Wow, yeah, that's not right. <laughs> that's not right, so, man. Adam Silver, right? We know the league is rigged at this point, probably. So just come out and say we want the right. we want Zion and LeBron. I mean, marketing it makes sense, but just just say it. I mean, honestly, though, okay, but okay, let's say we get that matchup, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't see how it, it can be competitive. It could be competitive, but this is a playoff LeBron. All right. This is a regular season. Uh, we're going to battle for the crown. No, 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 no. This, this is LeBron James. Okay. He's, he's trying to go get another ring. All that, you know, past the torch. That's, this is over in the floor. All right. I don't think the Grizz, uh, the Pelicans have enough firepower for the Lakers moving to the playoffs. That's just me. And that's not taking anything away from what they've done this season and what they could possibly do. But I don't see it being anything to, you know, it's not going to be must-watch TV. I don't think they're going to push LeBron like the Celtics did in 18. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's going to go. It's gonna be five games. Because really quickly, what was the last time we've seen LeBron this motivated? Oh, it's been a while. It's been, like, it's been a while. 2012 game six. Like that, that picture... It will never mm-hmm. come out of my out of my memory. LeBron, absolutely, will, like he wants to kick somebody. That's gonna be LeBron all playoffs. He's doing it for Kobe. So 
yeah, and, and, and you know, I think you know, looking at LeBron this season, you know, last year the Lakers are what fourth before Christmas time. Yep. You know, LeBron gets hurt, and then they fall, you know, into into the wasteland that they fell into. So you, you look at all the criticism he took last year and all this past offseason, you, you know, you ball that up with, you know, your, your new team, you got AD, you know, you followed up with Kobe passing away. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you, you're in first place. And then people are, you know, talking about the Clippers. People are uh, all of a sudden now the West is easy. So all of this going on, and, you, and you're telling me LeBron is not on a mission? Yeah, you're crazy. Yeah, you, you, crazy. you don't watch basketball if you tell me that LeBron is on a mission. Yeah, no man. Le- yeah, absolutely, man. It's just like, it's it's a scary thing. It's definitely a scary thing. But like you said, you know, strength of schedule plays into a lot of what's going to happen with this eighth seed. And unfortunately, man, if it goes the way we think, I, it's possible the Pelicans come out with that eight seed. It's it's possible. Yeah, but I would like to see the Blazers come out. I think the Blazers would be more entertaining first round. Oh yeah, for sure. Because the Blazers in a playoff series, you need a superstar guard or a superstar wing. The Pelicans don't yeah. have that. The Blazers mm-hmm. do. They, yeah. I mean, who you guarded LeBron? You don't want LeBron guarding Dame for forty eight minutes. So I think the Blazers are poised to put a. Tough matchup out on the floor for the Lakers. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, so let's say let's stay on that. You know, on that perspective of the, of the number one seed, the Lakers. Who do you think they want to see? Do you think they want an easy, you know, an easy Grizzly series or an easy Pelican series, or you know, would you rather coming out the gate with a nasty, potentially, you know, uh, five or six game series with the Blazers to get you through, you know, start you off because we know what's inevitable here. Mm-hmm. All right, this this Lakers and Clippers matchup is almost inevitable. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we all want to see, and we know how that series could go. Right. So how you know how would you want to start the playoffs? Um, well, if I'm LeBron, I want I want the Pelicans first round to just shut all the noise about passing the torch. And just show the league. I'm on kill mode right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. If you're the Lakers, I, I want to start off with some competition to get your to fully get your legs back under your wheels by facing some real teams. So I would I would rather face Portland in the first mm-hmm. round because again, that that's going to prepare you the best for mm-hmm. uh, who else has superstar guard. I get uh, like the Rockets. You face them in the second round. Um, so I would rather face Portland. But LeBron's going to want to face the Pelicans. And I think mm-hmm. he knows that they're probably going to face the Pelicans. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that 100%. So, all right. So, let's move on to, you know, we talk about the conferences. You know, who do you think has the best chance to come out of the East and West? You know, outside of your Lakers and Clippers and outside of, say, like the Bucks and the Raptors. You know, what teams could possibly – surprise some people if they come out of the, uh, their conference? I think there's three teams in the East that could come out um, besides the Bucks and the Raptors. I think the Celtics and the Heat, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think if uh, if Philly clicks it all together, I mean, they, they may be poised the biggest like matchup problem for the Bucks in the mm-hmm. East, but I just don't think they'll be able to put it all together in time. And in the West, I'm going to be straight up with you. I don't think anybody's coming out. It's going to be either the Lakers or the Clippers. Because every team in the West that I look at, I, I got a problem with them. Houston, they're not going to be able to guard hard. I mean, Kawhi and Paul George for a full series. 
And then, mm-hmm. then there's LeBron and AD, and we already know that situation. So right. there's mm-hmm. nobody in the West, but Celtics and the Heat out of the East. Definitely. I think, I think I agree with you because I feel like that when you look at the one and two in the West, there's not a lot of um, the vulnerable spots. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the two complete teams, and it's like, you know, the, there's a drop-off between the rest of them and the rest of the conference, sure. and it's going to be hard to match up with them, like you said. And, and then you look at the East, you know, I, I mean, outside of Giannis, you know, the Bucks are cool, but, you know, it's like, yeah, they can be beat. Yeah. The Raptors can definitely be beat. So, yeah, you look at the Celtics and the Heat. That's all I see. Uh, the rest of the East, uh, it's a mess, honestly. I mean, maybe maybe the Sixers. Maybe, like you said, if they click it all together. But I think the Celtics and the Heat are two teams that, you know, they play – I think they play harder than, you know, everybody else in the league, honestly. Uh, in the East, honestly. Especially yeah. the Heat. They don't give up on games. They're, they're going to make sure they're in games. And, you know, the Celtics have a great team, man. I, I've always liked the Celtics. And I think that, you know, this this right here could be a change in the guard in the East. I don't, like I try to tell people, you know, LeBron, the way LeBron dominated the East, I don't see Giannis doing that in Milwaukee. You know, I don't mm-hmm. see that happening with that team. I don't think the East can go like that again. I don't think there will ever be anybody to go run through the East like LeBron did. I think the East it's is because, like... It's because of LeBron. LeBron... Yep. The way that he ran through the East for practically a decade made teams feel like, okay, we got to make sure we're loaded. That's why Boston is so good. That's why Miami kind of in a in a in an instant became a contender. Philly, that's why they constructed their team the way they did. Toronto got better probably solely because LeBron left. If we're yeah. being honest, and then Indiana's had to rebuild because of LeBron. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Like, honestly, if it wasn't for LeBron, the Raptors would not have won the championship because, listen, man, they he, got, for Kawhi. he got he got Casey fired. <laughs> uh, he got he brought uh, Kawhi to Toronto. Listen, man, they need to thank LeBron for taking his, his tail out west because, LeBron, yeah. LeBron you know deserves I mean? a ring for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, for real. Oh, absolutely. They got to Yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. But yeah, it's just like, you know, the East is like a WWE Royal Rumble right now. Bro. It's anybody's game, you know, so definitely, definitely feel that. Um, you know, speaking of LeBron, I wanted to talk, you know, just for a quick second about who do you think the MVP should be for this season? Um, I think you can go either way. You can't go wrong with either vote, but I'll use 2018, for example. 2018, no disrespect to James Harden. He deserved the MVP. But it wasn't mm-hmm. like he was the consensus best player in the league. And the argument against LeBron was, oh, he's in the East. Let's see him do that in the West. Okay. Right. He's in the West. Best team in the best team in the West, at least by record stance. Um, he's averaging 26, what, 8 and 11. And yep. yeah, okay, good job, Giannis. You're averaging 30. But who cares? And voter fatigue, what's the last time a player won two in a row? Slug. LeBron, maybe? No, Steph. Steph did. And then before mm-hmm. that, LeBron. So my vote's LeBron. Wouldn't be surprised if Giannis doesn't get it, though. So my vote's for LeBron, though. My thing is, look, LeBron is doing all of this with a full gray beard. Um, <laughs> like, that's that's a trophy in itself. Like, this guy is playing like it's 2005 and it's 2020. So, and he's been robbed of so many MVPs over the years. Man. Oh, this yeah. Is like, 
when you break down what the MVP is, same thing, same thing I go when we talk about football, the same thing I said with uh, Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers back in 16. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not really always about numbers. It's most valuable player on the court or on the field. You know, you take LeBron away from, you know, a Lakers situation and it doesn't go, it, it don't look like this. It don't look like first place. I can tell you that. Uh, you go back to 16 with the Packers, you take Aaron Rodgers away from that Packers team. They don't run the table. Yeah. They don't run the table. Okay. So what him and Ryan, um, Ryan through 40 touchdowns. Okay. But that Ryan's, Kyle Shanahan. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Come on now. Come on. Come, talk to me. Talk to me, man. You, you you know what a you know what that is. We ain't seen Matt Ryan do that since then, right? You know, and those touchdowns were that was a a, a great Falcons team. You know, Aaron Rodgers put the Packers on his back and did that. So yeah. that year, I was I was I didn't like how they did that, but I can understand. But most valuable, man, most valuable. That's uh, that's like the definition of voter fatigue. They didn't want. I mean, it's boring to pick the same guy over and over again. So that's why, okay. That say the best player in that year because mm-hmm. most valuable LeBron will win it every year, Aaron Rodgers yeah. win it every year, Mike mm-hmm. Trout and baseball will win it every year, and yeah. so on and so forth. People are tired of it. Okay, bet to say best player that year. This eliminate the award is pointless. And then you can take it a step further. I mean, if you want to go, you know that you know, look at the playoffs. People are lucky that the award cuts off regular season yeah. because. There have been no better playoff performances over the last 10, however many long years LeBron has been in the playoffs doing what he's doing. Nobody's been doing it, especially in 2018. Nobody had a run like that. Oh, yeah, 2018. Come on, man. Come on, man. Nobody was doing it like that. Might have been the single-handedly best playoff performance ever. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, yeah, he was on a run. He was on a tear that year. He was definitely scary that year, for sure. For sure. So I'm definitely taking LeBron as my MVP vote this year. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, okay, you talk about award. We talk about awards. Let's talk about the championship in itself. <clears throat> Whoever wins this championship this year, do you feel like there'll be an asterisk next to that? Like, do you feel like there'll be something taken away from it given the circumstances? No, I don't think that's fair at all to take away from. Like Giannis said, this may be the most difficult one yet because – Let's use a team like let's just pretend the Warriors were in were in this, right? The Warriors' biggest asset, I mean like one of their things that gives them an advantage is that home crowd, that Bay Area feeling. So mm-hmm. play it almost like neutralize it. So I, yeah, I don't think it's it's probably the hardest ever to win it. So I mean, unless the asterisks would say hardest ever championship to win, then no. If you get to take away from it, then no. What's yeah. the point? What's the point of having a what's the point of finishing out the season if you're just gonna devalue the championship this year? Exactly. Even exactly. though, even though the media is going to do that if LeBron wins, if, if LeBron wins, you're gonna see Skip and all those other media folks saying, "Oh well, let's put an asterisk because uh, Kawhi Leonard, blah, some stupid like that." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's, it's the truth. You know, that's how the media is, especially when it comes to LeBron. <laughs> And his chase for greatness, and you know how great he has been over the years. I agree with you. I think this is going to be the hardest. I think uh, momentum is a big thing. And you look at a team like the Lakers or a team, you know, on the rise like the Heat or a team that's just trying to get, you know, finish the season out and finish number one like the Bucks. 
you know, these teams have routines. You know, these guys are winning games at a certain pace. They're playing at a certain pace. They haven't played real basketball since March. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody hasn't been in the gym every day. You know, everybody, we, these guys are probably, some of them are just seeing each other for the first time since then. So, you know, not only getting back, you know, to your normal team chemistry, but just being on the floor again. And then, like you said, in a different environment, no fans. It, it's just going to be different. It's going to be different. And you, you're not able to go home. You know, you're not around your family. Your family's not at the games. It's just you, you know, you're living in a whole, like people don't take that, don't take that into account. You know, this is bigger than, you know, playing a basketball game in a different arena. Like this, these are guys' entire lives being completely different than they would be if this was a regular playoff uh, race. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, so, okay. So with the layoff, you know, last thing I wanted to touch on, uh, who do you think this uh, layoff benefited the most? You know, what teams do you think gained, you know, a little bit from this, or do you think, you know, you like you look at vets or young guys, you're like, do you think anybody benefited or, you know, struggled or not benefited from this long break? Like, did they need it or, you know, was it just, you know, bad for business all around? Um, I think a couple of teams really benefited from this. I think the Blazers really benefited from this. Now you have Nurkic back. Uh, if they were to make a deep run and maybe Rodney Hood, I forget what the status was on him, but you may be able to get him back. Um, and the Rockets, I think, really benefited from this as well. You get Russ Harden because, you know, if the season had finished by the playoffs, they would have been so fatigued because their usage mm-hmm. rate is so high. It's ridiculous, first off. that I mean, it was going to be traditional Harden in the playoffs. He, he the wheels are gonna fall off. He's gonna be tired because he's carrying the he's carrying the team throughout the regular season. Um, who hurt? Who it hurt the most? I don't really know if it really hurt anybody a lot. Um, yeah, I'm actually having trouble thinking who really hurt the most. I think I actually mm-hmm. hurt the most part either benefited somebody or just left them the same. It did hurt LeBron in terms of the MVP race because he he just like ran through the Clippers and the Bucks, and then the mm-hmm. season pretty much cut off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a team, and it really hurt a specific team, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you know, you know, you're, you're right about that. You know, teams were able to get healthy, like you know, Miami were able to get Hero back. Um, so yeah, I think I think everybody you know took this as a sort of a rest period, and then you know, you as long as you kept your body stable and you were able to work out at home, you know, you're just coming back, working the rust off, and you're back to business. So. With the shortened season, you know, I would like to see how the playoffs go. And then, because how many games did they play? What, 60 games? Or, you know, yeah. like around that? Yeah. I, I Honestly, I wouldn't mind shortening the season, period. Because I've always said 82 games is just too much basketball, you know, plus the playoffs. I think, you know, that's why we've seen load, load management become the norm. Because... Guys aren't trying to, guys aren't going, and that's another thing, guys aren't going comp- hard 82 games. Like, you look at football, every game matters in football. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Every Everybody has to be full till every game. But in basketball, you can take a couple games off. Yeah. You know, if you, if you, if you got it like that, you know, you don't have to go, you don't have to be Russell Westbrook every game. So, yeah. I think that we'll see a better, a more competitive playoffs, and I think we'll see guys at their, um, at their full potential because they're rested and they haven't played as much as they would have in a normal playoff race. 
Yeah, and to, and to piggyback off of that, with the season, I think they said it's going to start, like, on Christmas Day this year. This is mm-hmm. the perfect time to, like, experiment with a 60-game a season becoming more permanent. And, I mean, Patrick Beverly tweeted out saying, hey, LeBron said we're going to play, we're going to play. This, if LeBron like it, which, I mean, if you think about it, he should like it. Mm-hmm. We ain't gonna do it. I mean, you ain't gonna tell LeBron out, oh, LeBron. We ain't gonna do it. Like, you ain't doing that. Come on. Right, right, right. <laughs> so. Definitely. Um, and and I've always, I'm first of all, I'm a football guy first. Always been a football guy first. Mm-hmm. And personally, you know, for me, I really don't care completely about basketball until Christmas. You know, until we get close to the All Star break, because like I said, I think that's when guys really turn it up because the seasons. You know, about to wrap up in a couple of months, and when the playoff hunt starts, you know, go crazy. So, if the season did end up starting to, you know, start on Christmas, and that becomes the new thing, I think we'll see better basketball. I really do. Yeah. I think we'll see more competitive basketball. I think we'll see teams. I think we'll see less tanking. I think tanking will go away as well. Mm-hmm. I think it'll. It, a shortened season could fix a lot of things that people don't like about NBA basketball. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way too. I, I barely watch any NBA until around Christmas because it don't really matter, right? And it, from what's that October? That's you're in the thick of the season, October, November. You're in the thick of the regular season for the NFL. So mm-hmm. in this stretch, this is where games really, really matter. Like, every, like you said, mm-hmm. every game matters. But October, you can't really afford to lose a game in October mm-hmm. and November, especially if you're in a tough division like. The, uh, the NFC South or the NFC West. You can't afford to lose games in that stretch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Sean, man, I appreciate you for coming through, man. I really, I really do, man. This is really good. Um, I, I would love to come talk to you and the guys over there, man, I, especially when football season starts because, you know, that's, yeah. that's my lane, man. I would definitely love – to come over there, man. Um, anything else, you know, you wanted to get off, you know, anything coming up for you and your show and, you know, what you guys got going on, any there, uh, any over there that you wanted to promote? Uh, nah, actually really quick before I go, since you are a football guy, I wanted to, I gotta ask you, because my guy, our co-host, he's a Packers fan as well, so I, I, okay. I, I bother him with this and he hates me for it. Okay. I gotta ask you about that draft. <laughs> See, I knew, I knew, I knew you were going to do this. All right, and my blood pressure has just gotten back to normal um, since since that night. Listen, man, that was very, very, very questionable. Uh, the Jordan Love pick still baffles me. It, it really does. Uh, but I will. My argument for people who say, and myself, who say we should have taken a receiver in that first round, which I, you know, I felt we should, but in hindsight, you know, you look at what we have, you know, you go sign Funches in the offseason, you got Tay starting, and you got to look in within, you know, you cut Geronimo Allison, I really think he was the weakest link, then you still got MVS, and look, man, I'm telling you guys now, I'm telling, I've been telling people this all offseason, Alan Lazard, he's the Packers number two, and he's going to have a breakout season, I'm telling you, man, these guys... You look, these coaches, you know, LaFleur, they know what they have. You know what I mean? They know what they have. Um, I think the receiving core has a chance to, you know, go up a level. Because, look, we we all know how Rodgers is, man. He's not going to throw to you. He's not going to feel you if he doesn't trust you. It's yeah, it's going to be hard true. for him to go trust another rookie when he's already around a bunch of young guys. So I was okay. I understood not doing that. Uh, I like getting A.J. Dillon. 
I liked an, a big, big bruiser in the backfield to go along with age, um, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and um, Tyler Irvin. Um, mm-hmm. But once again, man, the Jordan Love pick in the first round is still kind of nuts to me, bro. It's still kind of nuts. It's the first, and you traded up to get him. They <laughs> traded up. I'm like, oh, man, what are we about to do? And Jordan Love, who? Who is that? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. But hopefully, you know, it works out, you know, for their sake. Uh, because the Packers fans will let them hear it, man. You know, that don't, don't, you know what I mean? And don't try to force Rodgers out. You know what I mean? Rodgers has already oh, told yeah. you guys, man, he wants to play for as long as he can. And, but all this did was light a fire, honestly. I think he's, he's going to play pissed off this year. So prayers up for the NFC, man. Prayers up for them, their defense, because Rodgers is coming. I'm, I'm trying to, he's coming, man. This might be an MVP year for him. You know, you know, he goes 26 and four last year and guys are talking about he fell off. Okay. Yeah, okay. it, that that that's just ridiculous. But I guess my biggest problem with with the draft was, you guys go, you guys went to the NFC Championship game, uh-huh. and the biggest weakness on the team is wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And I and I guess if Lazard and the crew pan out, then I guess then Lafleur and you just shut us all up. Right. But if it doesn't work, then then it's like, uh, okay, you guys are right. Stupid! You got T. Higgins and a bunch of mm-hmm. great wide receivers left. So, I guess it's one of those things. Now that you made me think about it, because I didn't think about it that way. Um, I guess it's one of those things. Is if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you might be fired. Because mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers being realistic here, I think he's maybe the most talented quarterback ever. Yeah. But he only got a couple more years where he's a top three quarterback. So yeah. you're and. And that's, the, that's the thing, man. The, the game is changing so much. You know, you look at Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. you look at Lamar, and you look at Deshaun. The quarterback position is changing so much that right. guys like the gunslingers like Rodgers, Brady's, Breeze, they're going to be of the past. They're already of the past now. Rodgers is the only one who's still in that conversation because he's the only one with his legs still at right. 35 plus. You know what he's I mean? He's the only one so, with the arm still because Breeze oh, has yeah, had Breeze. an arm in 12 years. Yeah, I, thank you. Oh my God, somebody finally understands me, man. Like I'm going <laughs> to try to tell you, man, I, I don't think Rodgers is drawing an interception in overtime after getting the ball first in the NFC title game. That just doesn't happen. That's not a thing. Drew Brees threw a duck. I don't care what happened before that. He threw a duck and lost that game. Like, come on now. Yeah. But yeah, man, like, you know, it's, 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 it's a thing to where you look at back to the draft, you know, Brady, even the Tampa, just getting Brady, they, they helped Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Saints, they helped Breeze. You know, it's like you're supposed to make it where your quarterback, your veteran quarterback who doesn't have that much time left, the window is closing. You know, you want you just in the NFC title game. Don't go backwards. You know, yeah. don't go backwards. That's that's that was my biggest thing from the draft. Don't go backwards, man. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you see, you you see, this is my this is where we are, man. Football. This is talk to me, man. I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to have you back in September. I'm, I'm letting you know, sure, that, you know man. Sure. I'm going to have you back in September, man. Um. Sure. Once again, you know, thanks for coming through, man. I appreciate you. Um. And we're gonna wrap this one up, guys. Once again, I'm Eric Lyons. Uh, that was Sean Davis, man. And for the 104th time, you have just been electrified.